Oh my god, what am I doing? Hi, welcome to Just Thinking Out Loud. My name is Desiree. I am speaking today with Jeremy Kaufman about a very important story, something that's close to my heart, even though I don't talk about cryptocurrency a lot on the Just Thinking Out Loud channel. It's a space that I've been involved with for many years and Jeremy and his team have been building something that I use a lot and that I mention as a YouTuber because they're building an alternative to YouTube, a place that censors a lot of content creators including me and they've recently announced that they've been in a, I guess you could say, battle with the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC for the United States, and I was very, very interested in hearing about that. It does not only affect what they've been building, which I'll have Jeremy talk about. So I'm excited to get into this topic and have you guys learn about it, spread awareness, and maybe support uh, what they're building. So hi, Jeremy, would you please tell us who you are and uh, we can go from there. Hi, Desiree. It's, it's great to be here with you. And I'm Jeremy Kaufman. I'm the CEO of Library. And Library is a protocol that does to publishing what Bitcoin does to money. And what I mean by that is it allows you to have uh, local control, sort of true ownership of your content, of, your, of who you're following, of all of your settings. It, it, we make things like YouTube possible, but without that point of control that exists via Google. And what we've done is definitely made uh, some people mad. Uh, including the Securities and Exchange Commission. Okay, I just want to say you probably, some of you probably have not actually used Library and Odyssey, which is this, the same thing, but another version of it. It's a very nice interface. A lot of people like it. It's also, as Jeremy said, decentralized. So it's everyone using the tokens, which have gotten the platform in trouble. But it's like you're, you're using, I tried to explain it, you're using... Um, the blockchain and the blockchain runs with tokens. It has its own tokens and then just the way the uh, Video publishing works in terms of uploading videos and users liking they use these tokens in order to interact on the platform and Because these tokens also hold value the SEC from what I understand which I'm gonna let Jeremy explain has gotten a bit upset over that because they've appreciated it the tokens have appreciated over time but I just want to say, if you haven't actually used it, I have been following alternative platforms for a long time and Library really does have one of the best uh, interfaces out there. I've always thought that. And just on that alone, I think it's, it's important. And it's not just the visuals, but also like usability as like a, uh, someone who is viewing it and someone who is creating and using it on the, on the back end. So <laughs> that's, that's right. So I'll get into the case in just a second, but so what library is, is it's a, it's an open standard. It's an open technology. And like Bitcoin, there's more than one way that you can interact with the Bitcoin network and odyssey.com, which we also make is the easiest way to interact with and use the, the library network. And if you're used to using YouTube, it'll feel very familiar, but you'll find that there, you have more privacy. You have to watch, uh, you don't have to watch all of these ads. And that it just generally has a, a set of policies that's much more respectful uh, to the people using it. But I want to differentiate between library the technology, which is an open standard. We have a white paper that was accepted by IEEE, which is a very uh, prestigious engineering organization. 
uh, versus ways that we interact with the, the protocol. And so what library is, and I'm happy to get as nerdy as you want to get in terms of uh, what library is, but the, the, the key idea to understand is that library is this open standard. There's more than one way to use the network and interact with it, just like there is with email or Bitcoin. And Odyssey is the easiest and most popular way of doing that. And it was used by about 20 million people last month. Yeah, I was actually just about to ask like what the growth has has been like um like over time. Like when when did before we get into the SEC thing, when did library and then Odyssey start? And um I'll try and put a screenshot, I think, here for people to see as well. And I mean you already said it, but do you have any other eye popping numbers? Because twenty million sounds like sounds like a lot. Yeah, there's, uh, we, we're into more than 10 million pieces of content. If you go on to odyssey.com and look, you'll find tons of creators that you know. And so that's another thing I wanted to comment on. You know, yes, there's this censorship on YouTube, and I find that offensive. But the idea of not having big tech you know, watching over everything that we're saying to one another, the idea that we don't need to have this intermediary that's taking 50% of every dollar that's made, you know, these are there are a lot of problems with big tech beyond just censorship in terms of how exploitative it is to the people who use uh, those the various platforms. And so it's not just about content that's at risk of getting deletion. This is a technology that's better for everyone. Yeah. And uh, just to add to that, I did an interview recently uh, with someone and he was saying that if you're not um, paying for it, it's already paid, bought or something when you're viewing or experiencing content. So this is a way for you to exit out of channels that they control a lot of uh, the media landscape because the incentives behind it are, you know, clickbaity, make money, advertising revenue, and that influences the way the media landscape is shaped. And I might even say um, adds to a lot of the what people don't like about politics today. So I'm not saying that Odyssey is the only way to do this, but if you actually want to be supportive of changing that without really changing that much about your life, because you can still watch the people you want to watch, then I would say go to a platform like Odyssey and watch content there instead. So that's to my, just saying that to my audience. Yeah, it's not, it's not the only way, it's just the best way. And so yeah, if, you, if you're still on YouTube right now, Pop on over to odyssey.com. You'll be able to pick up watching this video right over there, and you'll be able to do it in a way that I think will earn Desiree more money. You'll be able to earn a little bit of cryptocurrency yourself if you, if you validate your account. And we can take back control over what we watch and experience, and we don't have to cede that control to people who don't have our best interests at heart. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's get into what's been happening with the, the SEC. Apparently, you were you were keeping this to yourself for for a while, which I've, I want to ask you about too, um, like how how that felt. But what what what's happened? If you could break it down for us. Yeah. So I, I a lot of people, basically everyone at the company did know, and and I wanted to tell uh, everyone years ago, quite frankly, because we we operate very transparently as a company, not just with our source code, but with our finances and everything that we're doing. And I actually think that's a big part of why we're in trouble um, is because we've been so honest. Um, but we've been under investigation by the, as there's been an open case against us since May of, of 2018. We haven't attempted to fight that case. 
we're not being alleged. So we've been like, yeah, like we've been very open. You know, like the evidence against us is like things that you can download from our website. And then the SEC is, and we're just like, yeah, we did that. Like we, you know, we, we think this is allowed. Um, and I think what's going on is there is basically a, a suppression program against cryptocurrency that's being waged by the United States government. And I'm not too conspiratorial. I'm not saying that there's this grand conspiracy, but the, the IRS is trying to suppress it and the SEC is, is trying to suppress it. And in this case specifically, what the SEC is alleging is basically any, any cryptocurrency project which is actively developed and being improved, those tokens remain securities for as long as that, that technology is continuing to be improved by a group that's working together uh, to improve it. So it's not about us being a U.S. company. Um, it's not about um, uh, various other facts. It's, you know, we didn't do an ICO. They're not alleging fraud against us. Um, we didn't enrich ourselves, so they're not alleging that we, you know, violated by various fiduciary responsibilities. This, this is straight up. If you sell a crypto token while simultaneously developing or improving that token under the standard being advanced here, that's against the law, is what the SEC is saying. Um, we think that is not the correct reading of the law. We've been working with Perkins Coie, which is a very um, prestigious law firm uh, since before the case was very opened. They say it's not against the law. And I think this is a big overreach uh, by the SEC. And I think it's going to end up being a mistake on their part. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you at the end also, but could you tell people where to go to learn more oh, about what Yes. Happened? Thank you. Yes. Uh, help. Uh, I'm so bad at my job. Uh, help LBRY save crypto.com is a website we've set up with a bunch of details about the case. The full complaint is available there as well as just a general FAQ um, with a bunch of questions that, that we've gotten about, uh, about the case. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to ask at the end, but it's just, you know, good to say it as soon as possible because, you know, it also sticks in people's minds better. So I want to mention that um, I actually sat in on the SEC's court case against Telegram, I think, um, last year in February, February 2020, because I was reporting for Block TV, which is like one of the things that I did for them. And they were using the Howey test. And I, this is this is not anything legal it's just like my understanding what they were saying is the way securities traditionally work is that the security represents some asset that's being managed by a team or company and so if that security or what the security represents is being improved upon then the person who's holding in holding the security has this expectation that the security will go up in price and the they really really highlighted the management aspect of it so that's what i'm gonna guess is what they're the the angle that they're coming from but um the way you just described um you know like the the, the thing about um cryptocurrencies which makes it very different from uh, how the law the technology that the law was used the law was formed around in the past is that this token cannot be separated uh from the the thing that's being developed so in the past when a security represented something it wasn't intricately connected to like how the thing functioned like that i think i feel like that's a very big um change in i guess the product in this case and um and you also use the word if you're you're selling a token and i'm also not so sure that like sell to sell something is the right word here because that implies that the ownership is solely 
solely belongs to I guess library and I'm not certain that like the like the actual blockchain or, or protocol or like the like I don't know it's just the, these terms like sell own manage they they don't apply to the crypto space the way that they traditionally did and it's just it's very i think maybe the sec is getting that wrong but i just wanted to say i'm guessing that that's where you know that's where they're they're coming from yeah so this is the your, the, the howie test is is the key test here it's a it's a law that's about 100 years old and wasn't really written with this kind of technology in mind and so you end up having one of these you know philosophical questions that's sort of like you know like is a hot dog a sandwich or is a pop tart a sandwich or you know these kinds of things where it's like you know it has there might be it might have some of the properties but it doesn't really have all of them uh and um in our case we don't control the network we don't have the ability to force updates on people it's a public open source blockchain if we tried to do uh you know something evil like uh, you know 50% of all of all money earned has to go to us like it does on YouTube. We have no ability to force people um, to take those updates. And a really crazy implication of this is because we didn't sell any. So we didn't do an ICO and we didn't we do. We, I would say that selling is the appropriate term for what we did with our tokens. We sold some of them at the market price, uh, always below 10% of uh, of what was being exchanged in any one day. So we weren't dominating the market or anything like that. And um, we we did sell some after the network was fully functional, after you could buy Hollywood movies and there's, you know, uh, a large amount of content and lots of people using it. And we said, okay, we'll sell some of this. We, we kept uh, a small reserve for us so that, uh, so that we could sell them. And uh, what the SEC is basically saying is because you continued to improve it, that's what made it a security. And so even setting aside the law, though I think we'll, we'll, we'll be okay on the merits of the law, from a, a, just from the perspective of morality, it's an absolutely absurd standard to say that we could have walked away with more than $5 million in 2018, but because we didn't walk away, because we took that money and tried to make something that already worked, we wanted to make it work even better, we were then breaking the law by doing that. And, you know, why... Why would we want to create that set of incentives for cryptocurrency, the people who are working on it? You know, that is a really terrible set of incentives to be creating. Okay. And um, something that I want you to clarify is how this is not actually um, just about library, but about the crypto space in general. And I just want to say, I have described myself as a crypto enthusiast before i have another channel i mean i haven't been making any videos that's all about crypto i worked for a crypto company also so this has been like another facet of my life um that i've only like mentioned here again here and here and then um also similarly with similarly with my art on just thinking out loud um but i think that crypto is uh, a really big deal Bitcoin specifically also is a big deal as a first, but just the whole idea of decentralization um, and cha changing ownership uh, structure. Something to note also about this SEC thing that I've seen uh, someone mention online uh, is that they're going after the these, I guess, some a company like, is it a company? Library? But, yeah. Yes. But like, 
the blockchain is like everyone is benefiting. So it's the SEC is there to protect individual investors, but they're going, it's almost as if they're starting to go after the people that they're supposed to be protecting when they're going after cryptocurrency. So I think that's important to mention. So before explaining how it, it what's happening with library is really a precedent for all of crypto and any platform that uses tokens, which is any platform that runs on a, a blockchain, um, it doesn't, I mean, library has its own specific blockchain, but it, I think it's all of crypto. It, I just want to, yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, did you, I, so I do think it's all of, uh, all of, uh, of crypto because mm -hmm. basically everything is continuing to be improved. And again, it doesn't have to be with being in the U S it doesn't have to do with the corporate structure. It doesn't have to do with how the tokens were acquired. None of those things are central facts in this case. If the people working on Ethereum too are in a chat room and, uh, quote, coordinating their development and those people also own the token, well, while they're selling their Ethereum 1 tokens, they're still developing Ethereum 2. Now Ethereum 1 is a security because it wasn't a, quote, finished technology. Now, of course, the notion of a finished technology is absolutely ridiculous, but that is what the SEC is uh, essentially alleging here. And so I do think, right, and some people say, oh, the, the SEC ruled that Ethereum is not a security. That is not true. There is no law that makes Ethereum not a security, and there's nothing stopping the SEC from going after Ethereum tomorrow. And so I'm not trying to like drag Ethereum through the mud. I'm just trying to make it, because I think Ethereum's a great technology. I'm just trying to make it clear how broad the standard they're applying in this case is and how disastrous it could be to the industry if they managed to get it to, to stick. And one other thing I wanted to highlight that, that you said that I should have highlighted earlier because it's a really big point, there's no victim in this case. There is no individual who is alleging that they bought a token, they bought a library token and felt that they were misled or scammed or otherwise tricked or manipulated or anything like that. So this is the government on its own initiative with no one filing any kind of complaint deciding to pursue a case against us. Um, yeah, I, um, could you, uh, I guess, I know you just said it, but could you explain more how it is that this might impact the rest of the crypto space? Like maybe other examples of technologies that are underway that the SEC, I guess, could be going after. Um, could you just go yeah, into more so, I mean, I, I think the SEC is trying to basically um, ship of Theseus everything into being a security. So ship of Theseus is you have a, it's an old uh, ancient philosophical experiment where the idea is you have a ship and you remove like a board one at a time. And, you know, what's the board at which point it became an entirely new ship? The idea, you know, and so you, you start from one thing, you end up with something completely different and then you say it's the same thing at the end. And I think that's what they're trying to do with cryptocurrency. So they're trying to go sort of case by case and get it to the point where literally every cryptocurrency is a highly regulated financial instrument and there's no ability to freely exchange them. Every exchange between people, you have to file all the appropriate paperwork, only you have to buy very expensive licenses to build websites that deal in cryptocurrency and everything has to be tracked and monitored and the government has to know about every single uh, single exchange in a highly regulated way. I think that's the world that the SEC and the United States government in general is interested in accomplishing. And I think that this is a case that they're using to attempt to build towards doing even more of this. And that's why I think it's a risk to the entire industry. 
okay, I don't think that what they're proposing uh, is possible um, because, yes, the U.S. is like, a, I don't know what number economy in the world, like, did like China surpass it or something? I, I don't know. I don't well, remember fe that detail. Feasibility is not frequently a requirement uh, in the government passing a, a law, right? We've seen the... We've seen the war on drugs. We've seen plenty of other failed government initiatives where the government, you know, they don't care. They want something to happen and they'll they'll do their best to make it happen, whether it's possible or not. And so what <laughs> instead we'll see happen is, yes, they will they will utterly fail to stop uh, cryptocurrency from being something that changes the world. But what they will do is potentially uh, well, they already have stunted the industry in the U.S. and they could damage it even further. This is an area where the U.S. should be a world leader. The U.S. is generally a world leader in technology, and the United States government has taken one of the most aggressive anti-cryptocurrency stances of, of almost any country. Although, again, I want to emphasize it is not relevant that we are a United States company. This law, The law here would apply to any company. So if we had been based out of Switzerland or somewhere else that is more friendly, that's not going to stop the United States government from saying those tokens are securities inside of the U.S. Right. But it was, it's just going to limit United States citizens from interacting uh, with these platforms. And the U.S., a lot of, uh, you know, people use companies or use their products who are in the U.S. So I think the U.S. customer base is well sought after, but there's a whole big wide world out there so it's really just going to be as you said detrimental to people in the u.s uh at the end of the day which is what what has happened already um uh, i wanted to mention something else so i guess i was asking you the question but i'll just say what i wanted you to say which was um so cryptocurrency we're speaking about it in the context of video publishing and something like youtube now but it can be applied to I don't know, betting, uh, for example, betting markets um, or gaming or... Almost anything. I mean, yeah. Fun to, no, I didn't come... I'll, I'll tell this story because I think it's relevant here. I didn't come at blockchain and cryptocurrency because I was interested in creating a new financial instrument or, or being... or even coming at it from the finance side at all. I came at it from a computer science side um, I've always been into um, computer science and what a blockchain fundamentally is, is it's a new type of database and a database is too complicated a word. You can think of it as an Excel spreadsheet. That's what Bitcoin is very, very simple. You just have an account and a balance and that's all it does is it keeps track of this information. But what, what blockchain showed is that we can have, uh, have these types of systems, these databases, and we don't have to cede control of them to anyone party and that enables that property can change all kinds of industries and all kinds of fields it can change corporate structures via things like DAOs. it can change video games it can decentralize autonomous yeah. organizations just the one use acronyms sorry continue. thank you yes no that very good yes thank you uh, and so all kinds of things where we don't want to put all of this power in one entity or one person's hands, we can now keep that power much more distributed. And I think this has the, you know, I'm almost disappointed in the cryptocurrency industry at times because they're so interested in the financialization. And I think that's very important. I'm not against that. I just wish instead of it being like 90% that, you know, it was maybe like 50% that, and we were pushing 
and doing more in other spaces because I think there's so many interesting things that can be done with this technology and we're almost limiting ourselves by focusing entirely on the financialization. The financial, the fact that it, it has a price, that's true of any freely floating and freely traded good. By the way, that was another ridiculous thing the SEC said in this case is they were asking us why we couldn't fix the price of a freely traded good. And I was like making my brain explode uh, as they continued to ask why we can't can't do this. And I'm like, that's literally impossible. Like, we know that that's impossible. There's like this huge pile of evidence as to why this is impossible. And they kept bringing it up like it was this possible, possible thing. And so I do think that's another part of what's going on is like, quite frankly, like these people have very narrow knowledge about the world. They don't know that much. Their job is to regulate and they go out and they try to regulate everything they can regulate. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's the, the point I was trying to get at is that like this isn't going to stop at social media platforms. Maybe they started with social media platforms like Telegram or Library because like that's a, you know, to be conspiratorial, maybe they're trying to work with, the, you know, the, the whole government colluding with um, platforms for things that they're interested in, whether or not that's that happened just because people believe in particular things. It, there's like some collusion going on. So maybe the SEC is a part of that. I'm just saying, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just, you know, my, I'm just a very imaginative person. If you want to be conspiratorial, there's plenty to work with here because the facts of our case that they're charging us with, we didn't dispute. So like by the time of like, I don't know, August or September, uh, but by, certainly by the end of 2018, like it was like, okay, like this, these are the facts, like, you know, like, and they waited until we were getting press in the New York Times and Bloomberg and having record numbers of people coming onto the platform in response to big tech continuing to treat their users and customers like crap then that's when the case finally dropped. So I, I did find the timing a little bit uh, odd, but I'm not alleging any specific kind of conspiracy. I have no, you know, no, no specific knowledge to that. Yeah, I'm not alleging it either. I'm just saying, like, I think this could be possible. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're so, best friends. They're, like, you know, that's Facebook started uh, some of the worst censorship it was doing in the run-up to election was because they started getting pressure from the... Uh, from, um, from the, I forget the organization, but one of the democratic organizations was putting a ton of pressure on Facebook to start ADL, cracking down. I, I, I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't recall. No, probably what, I don't know what it was, but yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I just want to say like, this doesn't end at library or social media companies. It's a really big deal. And like, whatever they're, they're doing here, they're going to, I think they will try to apply it to other industries and yeah, it, it won't work, but it will do like damage uh, as it already has this, this kind of yes. urge to yes. regulate. It won't work. I want to emphasize that as well. Like there is no existential risk to the library protocol. There is potentially existential risk to the library Inc, the specific corporate entity and you know they could wipe out our financial holdings. They could wipe out our crypt our cryptocurrency holdings. There's no threat to the protocol. No one's content is at risk. There's no scenario in which anything in that space of things is happening. If we have to pick, if they take all of our cryptocurrency and take all of our money, we'd pick up the work under a new corporate vehicle. So there's not really a scenario in which library doesn't continue to to move forward. Wait, I feel like just you saying that should prove the the case. Like you don't have absolute ownership. Like the the it's like that that alone should say yes. like what they're looking for like doesn't exist. And that's the power of cryptocurrency, the the decentralized uh, aspect of it. Yeah. Well, you know, there are, there there are a lot of things I said 
uh, over the last three years to the SEC that I thought would would end the case that made me feel like, you know, there's that saying to like never never attribute to malice what you can attribute to ignorance. And so I want to try to attribute it to ignorance rather than malice. Maybe that's me being naive or idealistic. I don't know. Um, it's one of the two <laughs> uh, is what's going on here for sure. Um, what did it feel or what has it felt like? Um, what did it feel like just holding, you know, this information, I guess, just to the library team, um, keeping it a secret within the team for so long, uh, three years? And um, what, how does it feel now that you've been able to share it? It 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 was a lot. Is really a big weight. Um, it's it's you know it's I'd, I'd say it's probably the hardest thing I've ever dealt with. It's also you know psychologically it doesn't feel good to have that person you know reading your emails, reading everything you're saying. You know, feeling like someone is standing over your shoulder all the time. I didn't like that. I didn't like that I couldn't be honest to the community and and to our users and all of that. Um, because I like really being and I really being honest and, and straightforward. And our our council said that the SEC would only crack. They they argued uh, me out of it like multiple times, saying that it would be a very bad idea, and the SEC you know would only uh, would only crush us harder. Uh, it's I want to love my country, like even if it's not perfect, I want to I want to love it. You know, kind of because it's mine. I want to be proud of the country that I live in, and it's been hard for me because I feel like my government is trying to destroy something that I've built and they're not even, they're not being remotely reasonable about it. You know, I like, we begged them, tell us any way to do this legally. Like they're not cooperative. They're not interested in helping you figure out how to follow the law. They're interested in busting you only, and they're interested in busting you any way they can, whether it's legitimate or not, you know? And so to see, and it wasn't like new to me that the government could act that way. Like you hear, I read stories and so on, but to, to have it actually happening to me uh, was hard um, and, and it didn't feel good. I'll say that our community has been so supportive. I was worried announcing it, you know, and telling my friends and telling my family, well, my family knew earlier, but you know, telling everyone that this was happening, you know, and, and the support has been really tremendous. It's, it's, it's been really strong. It's been nearly unanimous in terms of support of supporting of us. And that's been really, really encouraging. And, and everyone on our team really appreciates that. All right. And just let people know again where they can go. Help, help, <laughs> help library save crypto.com. There's a petition you can sign. We do appreciate you signing that. Um, you can get on the email list for updates. This is something it's not going to be over next week. This is a battle that we're going to have to fight for more than a year. It's going to go on for a long time. And so if you want to be involved, if you can spread awareness, if you can share that website, help Library Save Crypto, if you can uh, spread the petition or other things like that, you know, politicians, as um, uh, spineless as they can be at times, it is uh, th their spinelessness can be to our advantage here. Right? If, if, if politicians see that there's a bunch of people that really feel like this is a big deal. The more people that are owning cryptocurrency, the more people that are using cryptocurrency, the less likely the regulators are going to win in the end. And so that is one of the reasons we want people to sign the petition so that we can demonstrate you know, just how many people care about this issue. Okay. 
Um, all right, so I want to move on briefly uh, to another topic, um, but I will ask, ask you to mention again where people can support at the very, very end. Um, so I have known about library uh, for a few years because I, you know, I've been trying to, I, I mean, I've lapsed a bit, publish my content on different platforms ever since the, the censorship started happening in like late 2017 and then also 2018. Um, but I met Jeremy uh, in person and I know him um, because I went to speak at uh, Liberty Forum, which is put on by the Free State Project. Um, it was about crypto stuff. Um, and so I just want to mention his involvement with that because I ended up moving to New Hampshire uh, due to the Free State Project. I don't know if you're still on the board, but I think last year Jeremy was. And you, we, we can say whatever you want or don't want, but um, if you could just briefly mention that, if you want. Yeah, I am, I, I am on the board of the Free State Project, which is a movement to concentrate libertarians in New Hampshire. I try to keep that work fairly separate from my work with libraries. So I want to emphasize that library is not a political project, or at least not a specific kind of political project. Like all voices are welcome. You'll find every stripe of political opinion on library, unlike some of the other quote alternatives uh, to YouTube. So we try very, very hard to not put our thumb on the scales and everything is open. So my, I do have political beliefs that are uh, relatively to extremely libertarian, um, but they're not, they're not my beliefs in, in my, in my work. Um, I, I do from a libertarian perspective, I think that, um, generally we've, the state has gotten larger and larger. We have fewer and fewer rights. I've become very skeptical of any kind of mass libertarian movement. And I think that libertarians can achieve a lot more by, by physically concentrating in one space. Uh, it's been working very well here. Uh, we are getting a huge amount of free staters elected. Um, I've been able to live a relatively free life despite, uh, a lot of restrictions in a lot of other places through the free state uh, community. You know, you've got this network of tens of thousands of people who share your values. And um, it's been uh, it's been great. I, I love living here. Uh, I love that people like you are moving uh, here. And I think that anyone who is a believer in liberty should come and, and check out New Hampshire and see what's going on here. Yeah, well, I think it's Oh, first of all, I just want to um, say that once you go on library, I think it's very clear that it's pretty neutral. Like, like if you go there, you can you get that vibe very quickly. Um, yes, unlike a lot of other platforms. And I think that, um, you know, even though you're saying that the you're, you separate these two things, it's extremely relevant for like what we're talking about in terms of the state going going after an individual when... Yeah, there is that that institution was formed, and this is something that I actually researched uh, for my crypto space. It was formed because people were complaining about being robbed, um, the SEC that is, by uh, people who were selling their securities lying. So it was it was the SEC. It didn't initially start from that. It started from they were called blue sky laws because people would promise that like it wouldn't rain or that it would rain stuff with the weather and then people would get duped because they, they can't take responsibility for not, you know, being sure of what decision they're making and being able to trust the person saying it. And so the SEC historically came from trying to protect um, citizens against other bad acting citizens. And that is just not what is going on 
care. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's uh, certainly from a libertarian perspective, it's a classic story of sort of like regulatory capture where you know this institution is actually defending the status quo, defending the established interests, you know, so much more likely to defend Wall Street and big tech against the cryptocurrency, uh, you know, defend the incumbents against the cryptocurrency startups, um, you know, rather than acting as that more idealistic and, you know, neutral kind of, of regulator. I mean, I'll say that I, my, I'm a libertarian, I think, because, well, one, it just feels like it's, it's sort of my innate moral values. I don't, I'm not really a believer in sort of objective morality or that kind of thing. I have morality that I hold. I would like to live with other people who hold that, uh, and it is a fairly libertarian morality. I would like to live around other people that, that have that kind of morality. I wish, generally speaking, that we tried more, if we appreciated more that people do have different views and different perspectives, and rather than trying to like dominate 330 million other people and say, like, my view of the world is the best and the whole country needs to work this way, instead thinking about there's so much space out there, why can't we have more space? You know, I support communism in that sense. Like, I don't think I would like living in a communist nation, but I, I have sympathy for people who are communists because they don't get to live in the way that they want to live. And when humans participate in experiments that the costs are only borne by themselves, those, those have positive externalities. Those make the world better. They let us discover things. And I think it's government has become something like an oligopoly. There's no new governments. They all collaborate to exclude new things being tried. And I think it's one of the saddest things about the current state of the world because there might be better ways of organizing our societies and we're not allowed to perform experiments that might allow us to discover those things. And that that's actually my number one problem in the world. I, I'm not I'm not convinced that libertarianism will lead to a glorious utopia. I think it might, but I think that a framework in which we're allowed to try new ways of organizing society would be very, very positive. Yeah. Um I completely agree with the the trying to dominate the other 313 million people. It's it's just why are you doing this to people when you wouldn't want them to do it to, to you? Um, and um, I guess I don't I don't need to say that. I was gonna say that I take point with one thing you said, but it's not important. I, <laughs> well, I, I want to. I, I think it's why yeah. some people don't like libertarians. It's partially because like a lot of people do believe that the state should be doing these things that libertarians believe it shouldn't be. And so if you say, well, I think that this is wrong, you're saying to this other person that your view of the world is wrong, and I want to take this thing away from you that you like or endorse. And you can say that that's because you're somehow right in this absolute sense, but really it's another form of domination because you're changing something that someone else likes. And so if you instead express your belief in liberty as like, well, these are my personal values. You may not hold them, but like, shouldn't if there's, you know, if millions of people hold them, shouldn't we have the right to live the way that we want to live? You know, I think that's a much more powerful argument that a lot of people are more sympathetic to. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's a discussion to be had about um, morality, because like what people argue about in politics, most definitely um, it, it's just subjective. But there are some things that most people, they, they just agree on, you know, like murder or something like that. Um, but I not trying to get into that discussion here. Uh, sure. I, I guess I just wanted to bring that up. And then, I'm against murder. <laughs> and then I, I also wanted to mention, you mentioned communism. And uh, I guess because I like to plug this, I've been, you know, reviewing um, Solzhenitsyn's uh, 
uh, accounting of communism in Russia. And there were people who had their own collective farms and they were murdered by the state over there because they did that. So like, yes, communism, like just communism as people getting together, that's totally fine. But communism like through the state is something very, very uh, different. And I also want to mention that I actually know people um, who uh, they they're like they started families with Americans, but they're from Russia. And they also did like their own version of, I guess it's like homesteading, but collectively. And the FBI had a file on them, they found out. So this is in, in America. So it's just, yes, people can do what they want, but they're like, people also have this need to like, you know, control, control others. So, so I just wanted to, to say that. Um, is there anything else that you want to say concerning the case or because they're, you know, wrapping up? Yeah, uh, if you're interested in the Free State Project, you can come to Porkfest this summer. Will you be there, Desiree? Maybe, I'm not sure. Maybe. Okay, put you on the spot. <laughs> sure, All yeah. right. If you have the chance to announce your attendance right now, I'm just saying. Um, but it's a great festival. I'll be there. I'll be hanging out uh, all week. It's a great chance to see what's going on here in New Hampshire. If you want to check that out, it's at porkfest.com. Uh, but even more importantly, uh, if you're still for some reason on YouTube at this point, and go over to Odyssey follow Desiree's channel, create that account and and help uh, and get out of the the big tech ecosystem at least or at least dip your toe in the water in a place that's a little bit different because I think if you try it out, you'll find that um, you really like it. And then help libraries save crypto. There's a petition on there and if you can share that site on social media, we we really appreciate that. All right. Well, uh, thank you, um, Jeremy, for explaining everything. I really urge uh, my audience to, you know, think about this and do what you can. I know that my channel doesn't really focus on the technical stuff, um, but this is becoming political and it really will impact um, you and you are you people who, not just YouTube, but like people listen to this also um, on the podcast. Anyone who is consuming this, this is going to affect you. So I would say that you should do, do what you can, even in a, in a small, small way. Thank you. All right. Well, bye. I hope that you have a good day as usual, and I will talk to you soon.